0: Welcome to the Theological Family Ministry Podcast, a podcast for parents as well as children and youth ministry leaders. We are dedicated to showing how theological study and biblical application relate to the discipleship of children and youth. As always, we're hosted by Pastor Ben Palaz, the family and discipleship pastor at Curtis Baptist Church in Augusta, Georgia, and Pastor Anthony Trussoni, the supported elder at Poland Baptist Church in Poland, Maine. All right, Ben, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Uh, just got refreshed, got a little coffee here, enjoying that. How about you?
0: Yeah, I'm enjoying my coffee as well. I've been, uh, I made a pour over to enjoy my snobby coffee, so keeping well done. Me, keeping did, me caffeinated. So,
1: did, do you? I see you've got your Boston Red Sox uh, pullover thing there. Is this Duncan that you're you're using? One
0: hundred percent is not Duncan. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. back to
1: Starbucks.
0: That was a great. That was a great SNL ad. But, it's good, but uh, the uh, yeah, I I can't bash Duncan too much because somebody might come and take me down in New England if you if you attack Dunkin' Donuts though. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not allowed.
1: Uh, somebody from Southie might come and
0: uh... <laughs> somebody who's really into NOMA. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, you know I, one that recently I've been not just having my pour over coffees at the church to have discussions with you, but actually I've been, I've been busy working on, uh, I'm getting counseling certification with ACBC and they've set me up with this mentor guy in Indiana. So I've made my good coffee and, and drank good coffee and learned how, how much I could do things better than I'm doing. <laughs> right? uh, but, uh, but it's been really helpful. Actually, it's been a helpful experience lately to kind of have this kind of, a formal mentor uh, for counseling, and that's gotten me thinking some on counseling, uh, Ben. So, have you ever had a mentor, Ben?
1: Yes, yeah, in differing levels, I guess, uh, depending on how you would define it. But probably the f- one of the first times I recall it being a little bit more like defined relationship. Um, my pastor took me under his wing, and we talked about growth in the Christian life. We talked about how to study. The the Bible, how to teach and preach the Bible. And he took me on some hospital visits with him, just things like that. Because at that point, I already had uh, an idea of going into ministry. And so he was supporting me in that way. Now, since then, I've had maybe in some more informal ways, some people who have been with me for a season um, that has been helpful. But uh, I I don't, uh, I'm, I apologize. I doubt anyone's listening from that time period in my life anyway, but I don't really recall having someone maybe in that defined of a role prior to right after I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, How about you? I mean, what's that been like for you?
0: Yeah, so right now I have a few pastors that I can kind of go to as mentor figures that have been helpful. You know, older men in the faith and uh, really wiser men in ways I think so and that's been encouraging in my in my ministry and my Christian life but uh, when I, I I did have somewhat of an element of that. I remember when I was in high school, I was a brand new Christian, and uh, I, that at the church that I was at, there was a uh, a dad of another teenager that kind of partly added me to his flock. He had a bunch of kids, and and he would kind of take me along with sometimes with his teens and and mentor me and kind of show me the ropes, of the faithful. But actually, to this day, that uh, I've hit some of his informal mentorship has influenced me in the sense that I um that every christmas time I make a wassail for christmas parties and stuff like that and that was always his thing uh, for the youth uh for the youth group christmas parties as well as a lot of things and and so I kind of I took his mentorship at least into making wassail which is delicious so so what's that wassail is like a that a British uh, that cider uh, that uh, that usually has heavy seasoning like you know very fall and winter type seasoning cinnamon stuff like that. Traditionally, it has alcohol in it, but uh, the it was not being served with alcohol to teenagers, uh, nor have I served <laughs> it out with alcohol to teenagers.
1: Okay, well that's good to know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now uh, that speaking of mentors, what exactly is a mentor, Ben?
1: You know, you're probably going to get different definitions from different people. I would say it's someone who kind of knows how to get you from point A to point B, uh, who can help you along the way, walk with you, uh, influence you. Um, they're intentionally investing in you, um, and, and it can be a more official or non-official kind of relationship. I, I think of it, I guess, in a little more formal terms, that, that it's sort of a recognized, but I don't think it has to be um, that kind of a relationship, but I don't know. Would you explain that differently or? uh...
0: Yeah, I I would basically agree. I mean, I, I defined it as basically someone further down a path than you that can guide you in their supposed wisdom so you know I mean mentors can be in all kinds of ment you can have a mentor mechanic if you're a mechanic you can have I uh, you know a video game mentor I guess uh, that uh, mentorship I think is a broad thing and can unfortunately actually be a, a more prosperity and finance bro type thing nowadays you know a lot of times you know that that kinda comes in and people that are focused on financial prosperity more than anything it's more and more common that they will have these kind of fiscal and money people mentors in their life. Uh, But uh, mentorship uh, used to be more ingrained, discipleship mentality. Uh, You know, this used to be something that in the past, especially, I mean, you see this even in scripture, I mean, more of a specific discipleship. But maybe there's a sense in which breaking from that heavily focused, you know, I'm a disciple of so-and-so has benefits as you know, even a mentor has limitations. A mentor is not a perfect person. So mm-hmm. but yeah, can mentors be part then of the discipleship process for kids or adults?
1: Well, I would say, yeah, they can be very helpful in that regard. Um, and it could be just for a time. It could be a more extended sort of relationship. But yes, they if, if they're a more mature Christian, they have walked that that road following the Lord through the ups and downs of life. And uh, they can be a good sounding board. And, and I mean, it could even be like a... I don't know. Someone's a Christian doctor, and someone is aspiring to be a faithful Christian in medicine. Someone could take them under their wing. It could just be someone who's a more mature Christian saying, "Hey, I'm gonna. Hey, you just became a Christian. Um, let me let me teach you." And it, it doesn't even have to be that formal. That could be off-putting to some people. Just kind of looking and and taking an interest in someone's life and and helping them take next steps um, along the path as they follow the Lord and and helping them to see what does it look like to follow Jesus in the ins and outs of life. Um, So yeah, I I think that can be helpful for adults uh, or for those who are younger than that.
0: Yeah, I definitely think ordinarily... A mentor should be a part of the discipleship process, even if it is, like you said, informal. I suspect and most people that even have a kind of mentor, they're not going to have you know, it written down or it kind of in any sense really official. But, uh, but uh, the reality is that God has always used people further on in the faith to pull us forward, to help us to aspire to not just where they're at, but often to aspire for, to further than them godly mentors are a good thing is they provide us hope they provide us hope for our own sanctification they provide us tools to be sanctified and knowledge of the word of god often mm. but can mentorship ever be an unhelpful thing ben
1: uh i think if the mentor is steering someone in a bad direction or they're trying to take too much influence in a person's life, Um, especially if it's a younger person, that could be a troubling sign. You know, what are their motives? Um, I I listened to this podcast the other day uh, about this woman who had been uh, basically abducted by a friend of their family, and before that though he, I mean he had cozied up to the family for like three years before he took action. He had groomed them, um, and and this was before this this kind of thing w- was on people's radar. And so, anyway, it was a crazy story, but I mean that and that was obviously an extreme example. But yeah, it, it could be far less you know crazy than that, but just a a bad influence in the sense that they are trying to put a wedge between them and other people, how you just need to listen to my advice on this. And uh, if they could be trying to isolate them or if they're just, they're really, like you said at the beginning, they have supposed wisdom, but it's not actual wisdom. And, but they're persuasive and they give affection and attention and time. Um, Those could be things where that could kind of go sideways. Um, And what else do you see?
0: Yeah, I, I think we can be mentored in the wrong things. It's clearly the case. I mean, because mentorship is so broad, just because mentorship is something that exists doesn't mean that it's all we, you know. I mean, just like that, getting getting good at, at stealing a car is not necessarily a, a wise thing to get good at. Right.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. Uh,
0: but uh, you know, and definitely mentors can fail us, and that can do a lot of damage when we see mentors fail us and disappoint our expectations. Uh, you know, I can even speak to this. You know, I, there were, there was once a, a man that I'd hoped that would be a mentor uh, in my faith and my ministry. And it turned out, as I got to know this man, that he was really unqualified for ministry and, and quite cruel to people. And, it, and I actually think, I will say, though, that you, and thinking of whether mentorship can be unhelpful in ways that actually was helpful to me. Because it, it still taught me. It taught me, you know, uh, that there by the grace of God to go I. It taught me to make sure that I don't embrace the past down which one becomes like a man like that. So, you know, even I think when mentorship's bad, there's still benefits in bad mentorship. Now, Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. And I mean, and and kind of on the flip side of that. Yeah, I didn't really get into it. I mean, I have had in my time being a pastor, other guys that were ahead of me, both in life and in being a pastor. Um, But it has been a a, a much better situation. But yeah, you see people fall and it can serve as a reminder um, to to take heed lest you you also.
0: Yeah. Now, is mentorship at all a biblical or theological thing, or is it just kind of a finance bro thing?
1: <laughs> I love that you brought up the finance bro. I, I didn't um, even realize how big the bro – because I've heard about fitness bros, and it's just like, yeah, bro, just like throw some more 45s <laughs> on there and just, you know, some creatine and keep pumping. Um, <clears throat> that's your other podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> Mentors- the bro thing just threw me off
0: I might keep this by the way this is just fun but is mentorship at all a biblical or theological matter Ben uh,
1: well bro it is. It- If we have an interest in passing on the gospel um, and helping people become learners of Jesus, then it's part of that. I mean, Paul told Timothy to take the things I'm teaching you and entrust them to other faithful men who can teach them to others. And so, I mean, while he doesn't use the word mentoring, certainly I think the principle is there: training other people to not just giving them some content, but there's also – I read a helpful article probably a couple months ago that was talking about some of this kind of stuff. And I don't even know that you used the word mentorsh- went mentorship. Excuse me, I started uh, hiccuping in the middle of that. But it wasn't just passing on content, and it wasn't just sort of like hanging out and, you know, life on life. Uh, there was elements of that, but it was also just, it was participating together in um, the work of the Lord. And so, you know, all those things kind of combined. Uh, so if we have an interest in in the church enduring past our generation in our place, then then certainly um, I think it is that. I mean, we, we can see examples of it in action in Scripture. Probably, It seems like Paul was a mentor to Timothy, um, yeah. to Titus, and then he's charging them to sort of do the same thing so that they can tell other people to go and do the same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what else do you see there?
0: Well, I mean, I think it definitely is theological in the sense that sanctification or Christian growth is a theological matter, so it clearly plays into and a theology there. So, and and what is the wise approach and godly approach to sanctification? But I mean, I definitely think what were you cited? You know, Titus two, Paul's example celebrates men- mentorship. Uh, but further, I, I think this idea of a godly mentor, of somebody further in the faith pushing on goes back to the Old Testament as well. Uh, that, I mean, Proverbs speaks of this kind of thing, you know, of learning from somebody further than you. And even, you know, the lessons of Solomon's own son shows the foolishness of not having mentors. Uh, but Proverbs thirteen twenty, I thought was a significant verse on mentorship. Uh, it says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm so you know walking with wise people is often a key walking with a person that's like a mentor is a key to growing in our faith
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that uh, but aren't parents and kind of formal ministries of the church enough to disciple kids
1: well I think you know those one-to-one or small settings um, can be really helpful um, I obviously we want to we, we spend a lot of time with this podcast talking about parents disciplining their kids, and what ministries, even age graded kind of ministries in churches and, and targeted at families, um, that can be helpful. But having other people invest in your kids um, is also a really good thing. Uh, there's been, I mean, this is not I'm not quoting a Bible verse. This is just sort of common grace, but. There's been research out there that's shown that kids, at least in the American context right now, um, if they have a significant relationship with at least five other Christian adults other than their parents, that the outcomes are good for them as far as sticking in the faith, in the church, uh, into adulthood. And so I think that should tell us something. We can take something from that. Um, And, okay, it's not just mom and dad telling me this. There's other people that I see I have some measure of respect. They love me, and um, and I think that's the way God designed it. It's not just the family, and it's not just the church. It, it is them working together, and, and some of this can be a little more organic, if you want to call it that, and um, that it's not necessarily, you know, the community church, you know, mentor program. I mean, it could be that, but it could just be more informal. Than that, and it's other people who are pouring in um, that may connect with with young people in a uh, in a specific way that maybe their parents don't, and, and that's helpful in the way the Lord's wired them and all that, and they're using their gifts. So, um, I mean, in one sense, it it could be enough, but um, I don't think it has to be. It's not like a, a you know zero sum game.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think, to a degree, I tried to, with my question, make a bit of a false dichotomy. Because, you know, it's interesting, because I think the church really is more being the church through things like mentorships than things like programs. Um, I mean, we often assume, you know, the church, you know, we just need the churches, and we just need, you know, a formal Sunday school program, a kids' ministry program for this and this age. Uh, But I think the church functions more as the church Uh, when we see just informally not necessarily through formal ministries but people discipleship being people mentoring in this kind of way Uh, you know I think even our family has seen that and you know we have one of our children our oldest child oldest living child has already had kind of a a woman of faith a, a seasoned woman of faith has started kind of informally and and will probably a little bit more formally be mentoring our oldest child and, and helping her grow in the lord is this this uh seasoned woman the faith is as an intelligent woman and and my daughter really looks up to her and i think actually this is the expression of what the church is meant to be uh and you know god but i, I will say god can work when mature people aren't willing or mature people aren't present i mean it's sad i I mean, I know of churches where it seems to be the case that, you know, the that maybe a pastor at a seminary who's 25 could be the most mature man in the church uh, and or his wife could be the most mature woman in the church, despite nowhere near being the oldest. And that's unfortunate. And God can work through the ordinary means of grace when that doesn't when there's not what there should be, when there's not what there should be even for children. Uh, but that doesn't change the fact that is what you said. I mean, there's that reverse five to one ratio, where you know the more adults impacting ch- children, the better uh, odds our kids are keeping up in the faith.
1: That's a good point, point. And, and you um, you brought. I like what you said about how that's more the church being the church than these programs. Um, and again, I mean, they, we're not knocking programs, but yeah, I mean, like mentioned Titus earlier in Titus two. He, tells the to tell the younger women to teach or tell the older women to teach the younger women how to do this basically you know h- how to be a, a uh, godly woman um and so like titus you're not so equipped to do all the ins and outs the intricacies of that yes you can teach them sound doctrine and that kind of thing and help them be zealous for good works but you're not as equipped to teach them how to be good wives good mothers because you're not one yeah i mean it's just it's right there on the page
0: Now, how can parents help their children find godly mentors in the faith?
1: Well, that's a good question um, because you do want to be careful. But certainly within the church, hopefully you have people built in there that that you um, could rely on. And also even within your extended family, um, those are probably the the two places – I would look to first, and you may also have some godly friends that you know that maybe they don't necessarily go to your church, but you, they have a connection with your family. Um, but you know, s- some don't have the the amount of um, connection like that, and so you know they look to different places. and And those, I mean, I know people who have done programs like that where they're part of a a mentoring kind of thing someone maybe in a uh situation where it's a single parent home and and things like that and they can rely on others and and in any case you are having to trust people and so you just have to try to be selective uh and careful uh as you do that but uh, yeah what would you say to that yeah so
0: the I, i definitely think we start with prayer I mean that definitely is key and and even before we look I think you've got exactly right on where we look both in the church and even in family but uh but I think a lot of ways uh that finding mentors should really be like a healthy approach to marriage where finding mentors for our children really should be more about finding maturity than necessarily just finding complementarity I think that is tends to be how things operate uh you know the you know even when mentorship exists, it tends to be you know somebody who somebody in the church who's you know that likes baseball, takes under his wing somebody else who likes baseball. and uh, and it doesn't have to be like that. It, I think it can be we should direct our children towards those who are running hard after Jesus as that's what we want them to strive for. Uh, I think this all becomes a lot more natural when families practice hospitality. When families have other members of the church into their home, even, you know, widowers or widows, uh, as well as it becomes more natural with church involvement. It becomes more natural when it's the case that families know, you know, you know, the retired people in the church, you know, all these ages and our kids know who the kind of people they can look to. So um, I think also one way in which you can approach this is look. Both to the person who is volunteers. You know, I, I think in a lot of ways, the person that is serving in children's ministry, is serving with kids, is a great person to really impact your child because they care. They've shown that they care, or youth ministry, or whatever. Uh, but also, you know, the person that uh, is really involved that uh, but limited that wants to serve jesus but has limitations I, I can think of their a couple a couple members of our church that can't do a lot but i think that they can impact the next generations and they want to and they're striving to and i'm thankful for that but but lastly i'll just add i think getting when service happens i think a great way to set up mentorship is just getting our kids serving alongside these kind of people serving jesus together is a great way to mentor
1: Yeah, those are great. I mean, just very, I think, sound, but also very practical ways going about it.
0: Now, what can churches do to build a culture of mature saints mentoring young people or even less mature adults?
1: I think talk about it from the pulpit. I mean, share stories as you have the opportunity. Um, Have leaders doing it within the church. Encourage testimonies. Is it, and so, if it's not just uh, the the preacher doing it, but um, giving people opportunity to share a testimony of God's grace in this particular manner, you know that can be a helpful thing. Uh, you you can work to pair people up, whether formally uh, or informally. Just like, oh hey, and like I said, you know, not just oh Bob, you like baseball? Well, you know, little Jimmy here likes baseball too, and so you guys could talk like that. That is kind of superficial and surfacey. We're we're not trying to make um, you know, av- avid baseball fans. were are trying to make disciples of the Lord, and so trying to to think in those terms. But um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I- I've tried to do that um, in different scenarios. Like, oh, okay, this this person would be good to introduce to this other person because I, they, maybe some similarities in experiences that they've gone through and they've seen God's faithfulness. And so then they could be a, a, a sound guide to them and an encouragement and uh, not just, you know, they, they both like quilting or, you know, something.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, I would add to that, you know, this might be an appropriate time to actually for the church to bring in those who are good at mentorship. You know, bring in the finance bros and the weightlifting bros and, and have them teach us. I, I kid. <laughs> but uh, for those who are actually are set up in leadership, I, I think the leaders of the church should concern themselves with setting an example. I actually really like Nine Marks, uh, does push that. that they, they suggest that basically most pastors should be discipling someone at any given time insofar as is possible you know there's limitations i think but i think that there should be a specific example discipleship where it's known that you know the elders are not just kind of the preaching people but they minister the word in the context of of helping uh somebody younger in the faith and go further further in the faith so uh, I, I think this, further we can present this as an important role, even in the pulpit when we talk about discipleship, as, as this kind of thing is an important role that limited people can do. Because, you know, we often think about the person that can't serve in children's ministry, the person that can't, you know, serve as a deacon, well, what do they do? And, you know, there are some good solutions. We think, you know, they should be a prayer warrior, and that's awesome. But perhaps they can be a mentor in the faith to somebody younger. Even with uh, if they come by and and you know our children or drop by the retirement home for this mentorship opportunity. So, but uh, lastly, I'll say and this is uh, practical is I think churches can promote uh, Mark Dever's really excellent book, Discipling, which I think really is meant to help churches create this culture of not just pastors and elders discipling, but discipling happening in mentorship form throughout the church.
1: You know, I think that's uh, back to that article that I, I found helpful. Yeah, there, there is the teaching element, but there's also the uh, watching life and, and doing the even serving together um, that it's just all, Combines to make the stew. It's not just one thing um, or the other, and so yeah, that that's good stuff. Yeah. So
0: now, what should a godly mentorship look like in practice?
1: Well, I think that it. Sh- one thing you want you want to be, especially when you're dealing with younger people, be aware of um, appearances and settings and things like that. That's just something that comes to mind that um, increasingly. It's just an issue. Um, I, we were watching something at my house recently, and it was a movie or a show or something from many decades ago. And you know, some adults like, "Hey, y'all, hey, come on!" and just picks up these kids, and they go someplace. Nobody would have thought anything of that in that time period. And if someone watching it now, it's like, "What? What's going on? That that person? What are they doing?" And I mean, I've spent a lot of a lot of time you know with this kind of stuff and so that that does something i think something worth saying be careful um it protects those that are being mentored also can protect the person who's doing the mentoring um but help pray with them teach them how to pray listen to them don't just sit there and lecture them all the time but ask questions um give them things to consider And, I mean, you know, Socrates had some common grace figuring out, you know, asking questions and helping people to think through something to arrive at conclusions. Um, Their brains are engaging there um, and model and do together like we've been talking about. Um, You know, I talked about how my pastor had taken me on a hospital, you know, one or two hospital visits. And he didn't just tell me about hospital visits. He, he came, and I think maybe he even had me pray for the fellow that we were visiting. Um, and so we were doing ministry together. And, you know, there could be a definite timeline, but it doesn't have to. Um, but those things, you know, and it's going to vary from situation to situation, but I think those could be some basic elements. I mean, what would you add to that?
0: I think that's really good, So. Uh, I do think, yeah, both there's elements in which it needs to be just kind of organic. It needs to be, with safety concerns factored in, especially for children, uh, bringing along for the regular Christian life. Uh, But also, uh, I think there should be intentionality in it. You know, I I think maybe, uh, maybe it's appropriate for many times. I've done this in mentorship. I've had it even done to me. where you know, there can include an intentional. We're studying a book of the Bible together. I think mm-hmm. one-on-one Bible reading is a part of discipleship mentoring that has been kind of largely ignored in our time, um, but uh, it, I think perhaps for the one that mentors, there should be a degree of which there's intentionality, that this is what I'm trying to bring this person along in, because otherwise, you know, we I think that we will kind of rest on our laurels and that we won't be helping a person kind of seek the things of the Lord and grow in specific areas that they might need help in.
1: That's, yeah, that's helpful. Studying a book of the Bible, sometimes a specific targeted issue, a helpful Christian book, and um, yeah.
0: So how can parents benefit from godly mentorship themselves?
1: Well, I mean, typically you're, especially when you're dealing with your oldest child, assuming that you have multiple, um, you've not yet been a parent of a child that age. And so and parenting has been one of those things that, for me, has made me feel my lack of wisdom and call out to the Lord for it and you know try to seek it from others who have been there. And so it can be a definite uh, or a very clear way that you can grow in wisdom. Sometimes you can gain. Sight in, in some of your blind spots. Um, I know uh, a friend we've had on the podcast several times, Chap Bettis, um, talks about inviting people into your life in that way and saying, hey, is there something I'm missing in my parenting? Things that you just sort of go on autopilot and you do it or you have developed certain habits and it's just this happens and you respond this way and other people watching it are thinking, what are you doing? Why, like and it seems very obvious to them whereas you 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 may see it in other people um, and it, you have greater clarity but even if you are it's not your oldest child there's ways where, you know the next child that comes along is not identical to the, the previous child and so just gaining the insight of others um, and, and none of us are you know we have not just arrived in perfect holiness, um, and all the wisdom that we could possibly have, and so let, let's seek to learn from others who have done it well themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think that's really good. You know, we that for most listeners that have children, I suspect we're more peers than you know that those that have been there. We're both in our thirties, and uh, parenting is hard. And and I, we're you know even as your peers, are, I want to say that. It's probably not wise to rely too much on peers. Again, even there's biblical <laughs> precedent for that. You know, we need somebody who's been there. Uh, but you know, I do want to caveat that by saying that the the reason why I think we can have these discussions and that is that the Bible is really ultimately authoritative, more authoritative. The Bible is more authoritative than mentorship. The Bible is more authoritative than somebody else's experience. Uh, And frankly, when you get a mentor, when you get somebody who's seasoned, they may be seasoned in lies Uh, and you have to be careful about that. Uh, Actually, I can even think of an example that uh, that I was kind of encouraging somebody who's a new parent and uh, and. And a person that had adult children, that they said, despite something that I was teaching that was actually based on the specific passages of scripture, uh, the the person that had adult children basically said, well, that's not how real, you know, that you know, once you've been there, you realize that's not how real life works, and and that you should that you do this instead, and and that uh, but uh, you'll chill out in t- time and realize how real life works, and I think that is foolishness. I mean, that the no experience. Can trump what the Bible clearly does say. But there are elements clearly in which, you know, there are practical. They're detailed questions, how to navigate specific kids, how to navigate specific personalities that the Bible doesn't answer us definitively. And I think that is where we need somebody who's walked our road and came out sane, even if they didn't make the right choices always. If they have a high view of the Bible, they will help you to see their own failures. Uh, but I, I think further, our kids need to see us being teachable and teach us, see us mm-hmm. being humble. Because I think if we lack... Uh, input of those who have been there if we lack a willingness to listen then we just demonstrate to them that there's no benefit of following those who have been there as well
1: yeah I I really like those points
0: no how might listeners prepare themselves to be a discipling mentor
1: well you mentioned this earlier um, with with your children uh, but praying but praying for opportunities to do so and praying for you know maybe you see someone you think hmm let me how might i approach this um but god God works through that i mean you see paul multiple times recording the ways that he prays Specifically for different churches, for their, their growth, um, see Jesus praying, the kinds of things he prays. And so praying those kinds of things, but also praying specifically for opportunities and praying that you have eyes to see them, that you go, oh, okay, yeah, this is something to pursue here. Uh, and, and the wisdom to know how to take advantage of some of those opportunities. Uh, I know like when I... <laughs> we receive members into our church uh, they'll have a meeting with a pastor and i will often tell them you know we have various programs and ministries that are organized and there's a recognized you know names on a list like the nursery or this kind of thing and those are good and helpful and th- they're needed there's also a very important ministry that there's no official list but it's this one anothering kind of thing and pursue that and trying to, and this, I think this just helped me along in some of those conversations. Um, but look for how you can do spiritual good to those around you. And some of the the opportunities may naturally begin to form from that as you're, you're having that attitude looking around, not just sort of, okay, I got to church. Okay, let me get to my seat. Let me get to the place I need to go. But you're looking at it from a new perspective. Um, I know the folks at Matthias Media—they put out a lot of good stuff. But they—I've only read a portion of this, but I, I can kind of, from other content, kind of guess what might be in there. But they have a little booklet called "How to Walk Into Church," mm. and uh, you know, it's just a, a whole different mindset. Instead of okay, I'm going to go get my coffee and go to my place, you're just looking to help the people around you sort of take a step closer to Jesus um, and how you might minister to them, and, and you know, through that, some mentoring relationships might form. Um, but what would you add?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So, by the way, I am curious if uh, does Matthias Media have you on retainer, or do they pay you per podcast? You mention it.
1: Today's Today's <laughs> episode brought to you by Matthias Media from Australia. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now they might not support us ever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry,
0: guys.: <laughs> No, those are some good points you brought, other than the terrible Australian accents. So, <laughs> uh, that uh, you know, I, I, I think one key area is keep growing in the Lord ourselves and trusting the sufficiency of Scripture that is able to impact not just us, but those that we end up mentoring. Uh, and I, I think also another thing to prepare ourselves to be discipling mentor is first ourselves look for those that we can grow under insofar as is possible. And even if it's not in your church, I think it's best if it's in your church. But, you know, we... I think those that are mentoring people in the faith ideally should be those that are getting significant input and looking to others more advanced. Because, you know, we we can't be kind of the, you know, we can't be the grand grand poobah in our own head by any stretch. Uh, And then, you know, I I, I agree with your praying for the next generation and younger, less mature believers. But I also think, and this is something I'm not great at and I need to be better at, is encouraging them. You know, it can be hard to encourage people that are less mature in the faith and and also people that are younger. But I think part of growing towards that is being somebody that can encourage where it's possible, where you can encourage. I mean, don't encourage them that uh, that the you've done a great job uh, by missing church for that baseball game or that football game. <laughs> but encourage where it can be done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, particularly the well, millennials sort of are a stand-in for you know young people, even though like the oldest ones are in their (laughs) forties. But um, millennials, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, you know, just these younger folks uh, can be a target of you know they're all a bunch of snowflakes and they're this and they're that. And yes, there are some very glaring issues with some um, of each of those generations. But well, we can I mean you see in Scripture Paul. rebukes where he needs to and so does um so does jesus so does that the prophets are all about it and so there's a time for that but there's also um i mean paul has encouraging things to say to the corinthians as dysfunctional as they were um he affirms them in different ways at the beginning and um you know as as messed up as they were they hadn't abandoned the gospel or messed up the gospel in the way that the galatians were where he just jumps in he's like i think I, I can't even remember how Galatians began, but he doesn't have the typical you know, uh, blessings to, to them. It's just like, what are you doing? You are abandoning the gospel. Let that person be a curse. Um, but that's not the typical note we see. And so, yeah, just looking to build up and give life with our words as we can um, to uh, – because, yeah, they're going to – we had an episode about this recently about just kind of beating up on the um, generations behind and how that's not going to be a, a good recipe uh, you know, going forward.
0: No, so, But is Christian mentorship, for a final question, is it a one-sided relationship? Is it just kind of like, you know, hear me out and uh, let's take good notes?
1: <laughs> uh, no. I mean, because, again, like talking about adults getting mentored, none of us are complete in Christ yet. We're not yet glorified. And none of us are at the point where we're just incapable of gaining any more wisdom. We just, we're just topped off um, and so uh, or zeal or anything else like that like we, we still have areas that we need to become more like Jesus and so we can benefit from those even behind us because who knows, they may ask us a question they may see something about our life that's inconsistent or um, yeah. they may have a zeal to go evangelize or, or whatever the case may be or to um to see god's kingdom come or just you know all, there's going be all kind of things where you're like oh man that kind of that that convicts me of my own lack and thank you for your example yeah so it should not be um strictly i i, I don't think i think it'd be very proud if it's just yeah listen and, and take note
0: yeah yeah i i think even when you're mentoring minors it's not like that at all Uh, I think it's worth noting because, you know, I I think I I, I wrote this before this weekend, but, uh, you know, this past weekend, I was a little discouraged and saying things that probably weren't helpful. And, uh, and I was corrected by my own children and basically the Word of God. And uh, certainly, you know, even when somebody is, you know, if you know, you're know you mentoring a teenager or whatever, I mean, they, they can speak the truth into your life and you have to be willing to let them. Uh, and I think that is trusting the Lord. Uh, God's Word can teach us even through those that are less far along. Actually, we even see this in Scripture. I mean, we see an example where, I mean, Paul, that Paul was not following Jesus as long as Peter was. Uh, but Paul rebuked Peter when Peter was in the wrong. I don't know what the age difference was, but Paul clearly did it and Paul was in the right there. Uh, and certainly that can happen to us, even in mentorships, relationships. Uh, and I think there are chances are that there are areas in where, where the mentee has greater maturity and we should actually celebrate that greater maturity rather than in any sense like down upon it uh, because, you know, we're, we're all complicated. We're all, we all have weaknesses and they have strength, just like you said. You know, that person might be excited about evangelism more than we are. Mm. So, Anyway, well, I hope that, that uh, listeners have benefited from this. And, uh, you know, maybe some listeners can listen to this with a mentor. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Theological Family Ministry Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please give us a review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends on social media. All new episodes are available to listen to on Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spreaker, and iTunes. We hope you have a great week, and join us again every first and third Thursday.